coming to you from the pit in Royal Grande, California. Your hosts, John Hackleman and Dr. James Casper. It's time for Pitmaster and the Doc. Hey guys, Pitmaster here. I'm here with the Doc. John, good to see you. And we're going to talk about all things martial arts. We're going to talk about the UFC, this past one, Sao Paulo. But we're also going to talk about a couple of other very important martial arts uh, topics. First of all, um, I had a guy fight this weekend. Um, Fresno, right? Fresno at the at the Fresno Harley. You know what, man? I've always heard I've I've been to Fresno probably half a dozen times for fights. Gone in and out, never really noticed it. It's fucking beautiful. There's some beautiful parts there, and and I was talking to a couple of people because I was like at the. The night after the uh, the morning after the fight, Heather and I woke up and went to Starbucks and and we hung out, and it was this beautiful, like, uh, uh, like a shopping center, but it was all outside and there was a Lululemon and there was a Starbucks and there was, and it was beautiful. I was like, this is Fresno, so we started doing a little bit of research, because we're we're looking for a place to, um, retire. Um, we might stay here. We might go somewhere else. A lot depends on our kids, where they end up. Um, but we wouldn't mind getting another place, just like a little place, downsizing a little. We live on three acres now. We have two houses on the property. I wouldn't mind downsizing when I'm 70. Um, so I was looking at some housing costs and crime, and I was like, I always hear these bad things about Fresno. It was fucking beautiful. So it just so happened there was a cop that we ran into at Starbucks, and I just thought I'd pick his brain. I was like, I was asking about areas and how nice it was, and where are the nice places, what's the demographics, and it's a beautiful place, and there's some lakes like right around it. One's 20 minutes away, one's about an hour away, Shaver Lake. Um, there's some mountains that you can hike about 40 minutes away, um, and it's just, it's a nice, it's a nice place. I've never, I've never really looked at it as a, as a retirement place, but I mean, and when I say retirement, it's because I want to downgrade. Like I want to, you know, sell the houses and, and, you know, I don't want to live on three acres. And so I, it's a night, nice, Fresno's really nice. Like there's Fresno Clovis. And then I didn't know Vaselia. I thought it was attached, but it's not. So, I, I mean, I don't know. There's some really nice places in Fresno. Did you know that? I didn't know that. I know a lot of people from Fresno move here. Yeah. So we meet a lot, and a lot of people from Fresno vacation here or come here to go to the dunes and to go to the ocean. Yeah. And hang out in Pismo Beach. Yeah. Like, like, but then I know a lot of people here that go to Shaver Lake. You know? But, like, you don't, you wouldn't, like, you wouldn't, like move there to here to downsize you it would be the other way around so you basically home home prices are a lot cheaper there than they are here um and i thought well that's a reason it's ugly but then i was like driving around yesterday uh, it sun, is hot it does get hot 
That's a, definitely that's, hot. Yeah. It does get hot, and that doesn't really bother me, but it does bother Heather. So anyway, just letting you know. There's anyway, what are we doing there? We had fights there, and my guy fought uh, amateur fight. It was his sixth fight. I think he's five and one now. Uh, he won, beat a really good guy, um, and he won a decision. Won every round. Um, it was a non-eventful fight, really. He got caught in a Kimura, got right out. He did get his knee hyperextended a little bit because he stood over the guy while the guy was on his back, and the guy was able to kick his knee. Really small injury. He's already feeling better. Um, but he kicked the guy, punched the guy, and then took the guy down probably like five times. And probably the majority of each round, he was on top of him, pounding him. Um, but the guy was a great guy, good good really tough guy and it was he was competitive the fight was competitive the whole way so it showed a lot of toughness for Isaiah his name's Isaiah Hughes uh, one of my black belts um, he was really tough and the guy was really tough um, nothing but respect and class from both guys um, and I, it was a really good fight to watch um, and then they asked me to uh, corner the main event and I, I wrapped his hands. I've wrapped his hands his last few fights because he likes the way I wrap hands. But um, he fought the main event. I can't even remember his name. It's like Alfredo something. He's the champion. Well, he was a champion. He lost. Um, he fought, looked like a bigger guy in a different weight class, but I guess they're the same weight class. But the reason he lost his fight was he kept throwing sloppy kicks, and the guy would catch him take him down, slam him, and just pound him. But when they were actually standing, punching, and boxing, this guy, I think his name is Alfredo, he was getting the best of them. And it looks like he would, he would have even stopped him. But then he would throw a, a half-ass lazy kick like Christopher Didi did in Hawaii when he got, when he, when he got in that fight in uh, McDonald's and end up, the guy caught his leg, took him down, started pounding him, Christopher Didi, who was an off-duty cop, pulled out his gun and shot the guy. Now he's going to uh, go into his third jury. It's been hung jury twice already. Now he's going for his third third trial on manslaughter charges. Anyway, so that just proves if you're going to throw your kick, throw the damn kick. Fucking throw it hard. This guy, Alfredo, was just throwing it, like putting it out up in the air for the guy to grab. If you're going to kick, kick. If you're not going to kick, don't kick. Don't half-ass your kick. You ever see anybody catch Pedro Hizzo's leg kick? No. You ever see anybody catch Jose Aldo's kick? No. You ever see anybody catch... Uh, um, one, more. In, one more. One in more. And in Burrell's kick? Maurice Smith's kick? No. Because they fucking kick when they kick. So this guy was just like lobbing this kick out there. And the guy was just... Grabbing it, taking him down, that's how he won the fight. So, word to the wise out there, guys. If you were going to throw a kick in a street fight, throw the fucking kick hard. Either whip it or snap it. But don't just put it out there. Okay? You got that, right? I you got know it. that. I got it. He knows that because he trains with me. My guys don't do that. Anyway, so, so my guy won. It was a good card. But let's talk about the UFC. What's, what's next for Isaiah? Next for Isaiah would be another amateur fight. Um, we're going to move him up the ladder in amateur. Um, maybe a couple more fights. I'll, I'll put him in for an amateur title. I don't know. He's, he's a young kid and he's, um, 
really a nice kid. He works here, teaches some classes. Um, he's a black belt, and he's just he's turning into a really good young man. Really nice, respectful. Um, you know, he's had some you know he's some rough times growing up, um, but he just seems to have his head on screwed on tight, and I'm really happy. Good. So, so in MMA, there was a few big things. Well, there was a fight from Brazil, which Glover was supposed to be in the main event, and then his opponent was supposed to be in the main event, and then that all got switched around. It was the, the whole main event got fucked up. Glover so, was supposed to fight uh, Jimmy Manoa, Manoa, yeah, Manoa, and then Glover pulled out because of a torn uh, torn uh, rotator or labrum. I just rotator, rotator. So he had to pull out, and then so... So then um, Jimmy Manoa was going to fight uh, Santos, right? But then Jimmy Manoa pulled out. So Santos ended up uh, fighting... Uh, Eric Anders. Eric, yeah. Al, who's a fucking tough... This guy's a tough guy. He's, he's only, he hasn't had that many fights. He comes from a college football background. He's tough as shit. I mean, this guy... And plus, he's good. He's, he is a great fighter to watch. Great attitude. Uh, great skills, unbelievable heart. I mean, he took this fight on last notice. Well, he just fought less than a month before that. Remember, he fought um, Tim Williams. Oh yeah, I think yeah. That was one where he kicked him when he was getting up. Yeah, yeah. From the camp. yeah, he soccer kicked he him. He soccer kicked him when he was getting up. So he just fought four weeks before that. So short notice, but he should have been semi. And he was semi in shape, but um, he did comment that he hadn't been that tired in a while. Oh, he, yeah, he hasn't been uh, tired since his wedding night, he said. <laughs> or, his, yeah, his, his wedding night. He hasn't been that tired since his wedding That's fucking tired, let me tell you, from what I hear. But anyway. Um, so anyway, the card changed around a lot. Yeah. But the other stuff in the news, that Conor McGregor had a press conference. And, uh, and the other guy was there, apparently, but he didn't say. Did you watch any of this? Yeah, he's not, he's not much of a talker. Khabib's not a talker. He's not a talker. Um, oh, you and suck. Connor is all talker, so it was kind of a one. I don't really know why Khabib was there. Someone for Connor to yell at, I guess. Yeah, and, and it was interesting. Um, Connor brought out his new uh, his new Scotch whiskey, which is his um, his brand. It's called uh, 12, 12 something, twelve proper or something. Proper twelve. Anyway, um, so he brought it out. It was, he, I thought it would have been the coolest thing if, if he gave uh, Khabib a shot, uh, Dana a shot, and him a shot, and they all took a shot. Khabib refused it. He doesn't, he doesn't drink at all, I guess, but that would have been cool. But anyway, him and Dana took a shot at the press conference, which I thought was pretty cool. It was, uh, I don't know why. They also, he's apparently, his uh, company will be sponsoring the, the event and have their name on the canvas while they're fighting. That's kind of cool. It is kind of cool. Uh, so anyway, Connor showed why he's Connor and why he's why everyone wants to see what he has to say because that guy can talk. He can talk, and he can back it up. So it's definitely he's not just a shit talker. He, yeah. back, he backs he, it up, but he does. He is he is If nothing else, if not a criminal, he's entertaining. Yeah, <laughs> he's very entertaining. I, I don't want to go there, but let's just go. I'll go positive and just say he's very entertaining. I love the way that he's a business owner, and I love the way. That he's just been able to rise so high, and it's it's really it's great to watch. I wish he wasn't a criminal. I wish he didn't do that stupid shit, but he did, and whatever. Um, speaking of dumb shit, Jones, 
is back. Um, he's worse, in my opinion. Yeah. He's, so his uh, so he got a sus- suspension at like an 18 or 15 month suspension by USADA. So he's officially able to participate or uh, compete again next month. So it's retroactive back to when they had his positive sample again. And I think a lot of people in the MMA community are not too happy that that's all he got. Yeah. It's just, it's it makes a mockery of it. Um, to me, you just shouldn't be able to fight if you do steroids, period. Um, but you can now, I guess. I mean, it's okay to cheat now. So it's about money, I guess. I mean, because... Like, if you did that in, in, in so many professions, you would just be out. I mean, like, like for instance, what if what if somebody did a similar thing like that in, in the medical field? Like, he he did something, like, like, did surgery on the wrong leg to make more money. Like, there was somebody who was going to, somebody paid him, like, he was going to go do an amputation... But somebody from the outside paid him to amputate the wrong leg, right? So he did it to take the money, and then he got busted. He admitted doing it. When's do you, when do you think he'd be off his suspension? There is actually a medical profession as a code of ethics. I don't know. Maybe that'd be something good for the UFC. A, a, code of ethics. <laughs> code of ethics. It should be. It should be built in because of the martial arts. It should be. It's called. It's fucking called bushido, but it's like. It's like a quarter of the guys just don't have it. They're just fucking, they're just in it for the money and the business. And that's great, you know, to, to, to make money in your business. But it's, it just seems like it, it has some fucking ethics. And, and It'd be like you handed out black belts for money. Except it wouldn't be that dangerous, you know what I mean? Like, like to me, the problem with the steroids is it gives you such an unfair advantage, you know? Like, it's just such an unfair advantage and... and they still let them fight, even though they have an unfair advantage. They'll never be like back to the playing field because they they'll always have that advantage because you know it gets in your bones and your muscles. They become stronger and denser. And not only that, but if you have if you're supposed to ratchet up the sanctions if a repeat offender and you have a repeat offender and then they give them basically a sanction that's over next month. It's really, I mean, basically they didn't give him anything beyond what he's already it's, had. There's absolutely time served. There's absolutely no integrity. I don't know how. I wonder how DC feels about that. There's no code of ethics, no no uh, integrity. It's just a business, and and that breaks my heart because I want it to be a fucking martial art. You know, they call it mixed martial arts. They should just call it fucking cage fighting. That's what it is. It's just it's turning into cage fighting when when that happens. It's not even. Please don't call it a martial art if you're going to do that kind of shit. Just call it cage fighting. Call it what it is. Well, the whole thing is perverted by money. I mean, it's that's what it, everyone's there for. They're 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 prize fighting for money. So, but but to... but just like as a surgeon or a doctor or as a or as a lawyer or as a cop, you can make money and still have fucking ethics and still have integrity. Yeah, the 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 the, uh, the participants can yeah, and I think most of them do. Yeah, I, I think I think most of them do. I think about a quarter of them don't. Though. I think if you're going to rely on the UFC to bring in the ethics, I, I think. I don't and know. it's sad. That's sad. It's like I don't know. Oh well. All right. So root, you can root for the guys though that with the bushido. How's that? Yeah. Yeah, but but unfortunately, good guys don't know. Good guys 
aren't going to always finish last, but they don't always finish first, and I think they should. But anyway, okay. So UFC this past weekend, Charles Oliveira and Christos uh, Gallegos. Uh, um, good fight. Guy, I think I think what Gallegos did wrong and what finally sunk him was he was doing pretty good. It was striker Gallegos versus uh, submission expert uh, Charles Oliveira's. He overreached with that right hand one too many times. And when you do that, you give your hip to your opponent. And he and a good grappler like Charles Oliveira's will take that hip and own it. And once they own your hip, they own your soul. And it's the same as giving your heart to a woman, right? Once she has your heart, she has your soul. And then she chokes you out? Yes. <laughs> so he grabbed, grabbed the hip because it was a lazy, looping right hand, which you can't throw against a, a grappler. He timed it, got under it, got the hip, down, got the choke right away. Boom. So the interesting thing was... I think Hoist Gracie had the previous record for most submissions in the UFC, but that was the big deal about this fight. And uh, I think why Charles Oliveira got a uh, performance of the night was he's got 11 now? I think 11 submissions in the UFC. And he has 12 wins in the UFC, and 11 of them are submissions. That's pretty... Uh, yeah. One of them was a decision. Yeah, it is. So pretty impressive. You don't want to go to the ground with that guy. No, he's... Yeah, it'd be like... it's Yeah, it's not a good thing. So we got that fight, and then we got... Uh, Did you watch this majority draw? No. So I, the female fight was Marcos and Rodriguez. Was it exciting at all? No. Marcos was on top and dominated her in the first round, and then Rodriguez had a little better striking in the second and third round, just enough to probably mostly win those rounds. So I think one of the judges gave it... One of the judge, Two of them were a draw, so it was a majority draw. And they were both kind of surprised and didn't seem disappointed with that. So, uh, Yeah, I didn't see that fight. Sorry. But I, but I did see the next one, which was, uh, was it Brow? Hen and Brow and Yule. So yeah. Hen and Brow, the big thing with him is he came in like five, five pounds overweight. He weighed like 141 pounds or something. Oh, yeah? At the weigh-in, yeah. And he was a 30, this was a 30. 135, yeah. Wow. So he and, was, he and he refused to try to lose it, I heard. Yeah, so he gave him 30% of his purse. Wow. 30%? Yeah. Should be more, in my opinion, but that's a lot of weight to miss. Yeah, plus he plus he didn't get the win bonus. He didn't win. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's hard so, to get the win bonus right. when so you he didn't, don't win. Not only did he not get the win bonus, he... Uh, he also lost. Yeah. So uh, he had to pay that, yeah. So, so what did you think of this fight? Um, I think it was... I think, I think Barrow made the biggest mistake in the first round. Even though he ended up, I thought maybe pulled it out, but he rushed in with his chin up and got caught with the right hand, uh, got dropped, um, and then I think he was able to control the rest of the first round, pretty much, uh, with the top position. But then uh, Andre was able to keep his distance with bilateral movement, like he was moving both ways. And he had long, straight punches. He didn't try to go in winging. He kept him at the end of his punches, landed a lot of straight lefts, um, won the second and third round. I don't think there was any... I think it was a split decision. It was a split decision win. Uh, but. Yeah, but I thought he won. Definitely Yule won. And it was a good fight. It was a good fight that he won. Um, 
he definitely won. Showed great uh, class, showed great skills, good conditioning, a good good head on his shoulders for lasting out the first round like that. And I think this was Yule's UFC debut. Yeah, I it believe. was. Yeah, it was, yeah, and he beat uh, he beat an ex champion. Yeah, that was his first fight in the UFC. So good but for good, him. Good first fight for him. Good for him. I, I hope I hope to see more of him, and I think uh, I think I will. So then we got uh, smiling Sam little and little Nog. Uh, yeah, I like this fight. Um, I think that Sam hurt him in the first round and didn't go in for the kill. Um, I think I think he blew his chance because it looked like he looked like little Nog was hurt, uh, but he didn't go in. Stayed outside, hurt him. I looked like he hurt him twice with a straight left. Um, but whatever. So he didn't go in, and then it looked like Little Nog hurt him with a straight left, because they're both southpaws, and went in and finished him off with punches, and fight was over. But I, that was pretty much it. I mean, it was not much groundwork, not much anything, but bing, bing, and a knockout. But Did you think uh, that stoppage, Goddard was the, I was looking that up, but Goddard was the ref for that fight. And he stopped it pretty quick. Sam kind of went down weird. He kind of fell. His like leg collapsed under him. And he fell down and was kind of sitting on his knee. And um, Goddard ran in there. And uh, I couldn't really tell. You know, it wasn't yeah. with the angle you had, but that, yeah. but he stopped. I saw that fight over and over. I mean, I re rewound it a couple times. And I, I definitely don't think that... Um, Goddard... No, and there was no no argument. No. He was, he was pretty much out. Um... So I don't, yeah, I don't think I think the way he went down showed that. I think um, he might have been unconscious for a brief second, like when his leg went out. Um, it was hard to tell. And then didn't he go? For, I think he went for his leg after the ref got in the, the way. It, the was, only reason he was able to do that and get a single leg is because the ref was there, like yeah. running interference for him. Yeah, and that right there, right there, that proves that it was a good stoppage because he was still going. That he, was, he just wasn't aware. And he and if he didn't realize the ref stopped it, because the ref actually did that, and he's still going for uh, grappling, which happens a lot when they're knocked out. But it did prove he was knocked out. You don't. I don't think you're going to see many bad calls by uh, Mark Goddard. Speaking of uh, calls with Mark Goddard, which fight was it? Uh, can you look back on um, on? Uh, uh, no, 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 no. It was the last fight. Um, it was one of the ma uh, semi-mains. Um, I mean, not semi-main. It was part of the prelim card. And uh, it was this guy's last fight uh, right there. Evan, Evan uh, Dunham against uh, Trinaldo. Trinaldo's so good. I love Trinaldo. I don't know why. He just I love him, man. He's such a blue-collar guy. And he gets the job done so efficiently. But this was Evan Dunham's last fight, and he announced it was going to be his last fight, even before the fight. Um, and he it looked good. It looked good going into the first round. Um, he's had quite a few fights. Um, but he got caught with a beautiful left knee to the liver. And they're both southpaws. Um, so they usually don't get caught in the liver like that because the southpaws, it's... it's it's at a different angle. But anyway, the way that Francisco threw that knee, the timing was perfect, and it landed right in uh, Evan's liver. And he went down just like boom. The referee jumped like, you know, Francisco was going to hit him again, like a split second. I mean, he's like, need him and just about to hit him. 
And Mark Goddard, the referee, was right there and shoved um, Francisco. Great stoppage. And because everybody thought, why? Well, it didn't look like it was should have stopped him. But then nobody complained. Evan did not complain because it landed right in his liver. And he laid down for a while. And you could tell he was really badly hurt. But it took a masterful uh, referee to tell that re- that quick. Because nobody, I was watching it in real time on the, on the big screen. I was like, why did he stop it so quick? That didn't even look that bad. Then when they showed his slow-mo from a different angle, you saw the knee just... Boom, right to the liver, and you just saw he was completely done. So that was that was another great stoppage by Mark Goddard. Two and two in this card. Really good. Who was next? Oh, Cowboy. Cowboy. Cowboy yeah. Oliveira. Against the Italian uh Petter Soli. Yeah. It, it, there's not really much to say. Like he Petter Soli took karate guy, took a stance, threw a long side kick with his front leg. And uh, I think Alex kind of pulled it back and then landed, looked like a short uppercut while Pedersoli was like doing the splits almost. And then uppercut landed and the fight was over. It was over pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And then we came, the, and then there was the main event. The main event was... Um, this was fight of the night. Yeah, definitely. It, it, it was back and forth. More, more definitely. Santos was winning every, uh, every uh, round. I think it ended at the end of the third round. End of third, yeah, two seconds. So it went. In, it went three full rounds. I think. I think Thiago was ahead three to nothing. Um, but with that said, Eric Eric was definitely in the fight the whole time. He has some really good takedowns and and uh, he has some good punching too. He, he was in it. It was a competitive fight. But I think Thiago, with his sharper punches and kicks, um, was definitely uh, ahead. And then at the end of the third round, um, it looked like Eric went in for a takedown, and Thiago was able to defend, and on his way down, he caught him with a few elbows, and then landed a couple uppercuts under his arm, which is really, really devastating those kind of elbow or uh, those kind of strikes when the when the guy's going in for a single or a double if you're able to get under the arm there's actually nothing defending and you can catch guys really good it's hard to catch them because of the angle but if you can and the guy's arms are here and you're catching the chin that's brutal and that's devastating and it was and i think eric was pretty much out and exhausted at the same time. I think more of it was concussion because he had a double leg yeah. and was on the mat, and and Santos was just elbowing him repeatedly, like right behind his ear. Yeah. And and I thought Goddard was gonna, or was it Goddard doing that one? He was gonna let it go till uh, their bell because the bell was almost there. He was like giving him a chance, but he stopped it. And then you saw why Eric Anders tried. No, he let the he let it go. Did he let it go? I thought he let it go. That's why it's at oh, the... Oh, it got called at the round. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He got, he got, he got called... Oh, it, he didn't get called in a round. He got... They're saying they're 458, but the fight was still going on after the bell, but he couldn't make it back to his corner, so it was actually... Oh, he was, was going to have the doc look at him, but he couldn't right. get up. Right. He tried to get up. I don't but, think he was just tired. He, no, he couldn't he was, get up. But... But the fight was actually, it should say five minutes. It, sh- it ended after the third round because the fight was not stopped in- before the round was over. If he was able to get back to his corner, uh, the fight still would have gone on. 
In fact, and he waved it off. Yeah, during the during the break. Yeah. Um, and in the old days, you could run up, and I've done this many times. You could run up and lift up your uh, fighter and bring him to the stool, uh, and then you could try to revive him between rounds. Boxing that, that happens all that the time. That would have been a terrible idea. Terrible, <laughs> terrible. That's what but leads to more brain damage. It does, but that's the way it was. So in the old days, he would have been dragged to his corner and put onto the stool. He tried it. They brought a stool out, I think, in the ring, and they tried to get him up, and he fell over like twice. Well, they, but then Goddard came over and said he has to do it on his own. Yeah. So the rule is you have to do it on your own, and you can't get help. There was some guy in a white shirt who was starting to help him, but Goddard said he has to get there on his own or the fight's over. And they just they put him down, and he just laid there. So he stopped it. But... Yeah, in the old days, you could bring them back to the, the stool and then revive them, and they got a minute. And a lot of, bo especially boxing, uh, and they would come back fighting. But now, wherever you are, wherever you fall, at, wherever you are in the, the, you know, when the bell rings, you have to, with your own, on your own, uh, on your own, you have to get back to the stool. So this is another interesting thing when you're dealing with head trauma is you can get hit in the head and have a concussion and be like him. And then two, you know, five seconds, you're okay. But then a few minutes later, you deteriorate. And that is something we see all the time. While you were at a fight in Fresno, I was at a football game, and that exact thing happened. One of the guys went down. Um, he got hit in the head. He's laying prone, face down, in the field, not moving, which is not good. So you go out there, assess him. He kind of wakes up, you talk to him, you have to make sure their neck's okay and everything before you roll him over. But then he's fine. He's like, I'm fine, I'm fine, let me back in. And within five minutes on the sideline, he didn't know where he was. You know, you lose, your brain starts to swell. It doesn't happen right away. Just like you bruise your arm and it's not swollen right away. Or you get cut and you don't feel it right away. The same thing happens with brain injuries. So you take someone like Eric Anders and he has that horrible, he gets elbowed 20 times in the head. And then he maybe he maybe is okay. Maybe he doesn't make it to the corner. But by the time the next round starts, he may be horribly worse. So that that stuff evolves. I don't know if you've seen that where they get to the corner, and then they get yeah. worse as they're in the corner waiting. I've seen him fine until two hours later back in the hotel. Yeah, and it catches yeah. up. The swelling catches sometimes, up with you yeah. later. And sometimes it never catches up. It's just there. And sometimes it goes away right away. But I've seen it at every stage. And and. He was definitely in no, no shape to go on. And, well, the scariest thing is in medicine, it's called second impact syndrome, but you get hurt and then you seem like you're okay, your brain starts to swell and then you get hurt again. And those are the ones that kill people. And in, at least in American football, there's a few deaths every year from that. So uh, there's a lot of people playing football more than that are fighting in the UFC, but that does happen. And it, yeah. it can definitely happen in the UFC. And if Eric Anders had made it back to the corner and had that much injury and gone back out there, you, you worry about that. That's why dragging him to his corner and then letting him fight again, probably a terrible thing. It probably happens more in boxing. I wonder if you can... I don't even know what the rule is in boxing. I think you still can drag him back to the corner. But in MMA, yeah, in the UFC, they definitely have to well, go Well, you don't get a 10 count in the UFC. You're done. Yeah, because they can finish you off. So they'll stop it. They'll stop it a lot quicker when it hits the ground in the UFC. Um, if you're hurt, uh, but I mean, I don't know. But what? But uh, this guy, one of the guys that I, at the fight I was at, he had a nasty cut. I mean, it was such a brutal cut. It was right over his eye. 
it, it needed like stitches on top of stitches. But I felt like stopping the fight, but then he wasn't my guy, and I don't. He was the champion. I was like, it's not my place, you know. If it was a concussion or some Did kind you of work brain, his corner, yeah. No. They asked me to work his corner because I rap him every time now when I see him. But you, you could have stopped that. I wouldn't have though, cause cause of a cut. I, if it was a head trauma, and I thought he was like out of it, and he wasn't out of it at all. He just had a really bad cut, and to me that could be sewn up. If it was a girl, I'm gonna stop it. If it's a guy, they can get sewn up. That's it. That's. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What's coming up? Uh, we got um, we got a UFC coming up, right? Don't we? Just the Khabib fight, which is in two weeks. I'm gonna go see. Uh, I'm gonna see Laborio next week. Uh, Ricardo Laborio. I'm seeing him this weekend. I'm going to be in uh, Florida. Um, I'm going to go help with some black belt testing at a gym called Championship Martial Arts. And it's uh, some of my really good friends in Florida, uh, mainly Mike Metzger. Um, and he has, he's the owner of 10 schools, part owner of 10 schools in, uh, in Florida. And it's black belt testing, and they want me to take part in the uh, testing, which would uh, be pleasure for me. But Ricardo lives there too, Orlando, Florida. So I get to go hang out with him, and he's gonna come with me and help me uh, test these guys. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. So I'm going down there for the weekend, and then I'll be back here, ready to kick butt. All right, all right. We'll be back next week. We'll be back next week, guys. Thanks for coming. Please share this and get this out there because this is. The best podcast in the world. Let everybody know it. Sorry, Joe, Joe Rogan.